This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Hello again to the Dark Trio. Yes, it is Elliot, your Tasmanian correspondent. I do realise that a heinous amount of time has elapsed since I last accosted you with my special brand of gibberish. However, I didn't really have anything of great import that I felt was worthy of wasting your time with. Up until now. And I have not so much a question as I have a recommendation. And my recommendation to you all is the fabulous BBC series Inside Number 9. It is truly some of the best horror-adjacent television I have ever seen. It is the work of two brilliant little bastards by the name of Steve Pemberton and Reese Shearsmith. They form half of the League of Gentlemen, and if you're familiar with that comedy troupe, then you will have a fairly good idea with what you're in for with Inside Number 9. But it is truly their crowning achievement. That is my recommendation to you. Go placidly amid the noise and look out for one another. Take care and bye-bye for now. Thanks for the recommendation, Elliot. It's always great to hear from you. I've never heard of this series, so I will hand this one over to Megan, who seemed very excited to talk about this. I have talked, well, I haven't talked about it on the show before, but I've written about it on Bloody Disgusting. I literally, the headline was, the best show you're not watching. Um, mm. So yeah, I also endorse Elliot's recommendation, and I think like it's probably popular in the uk where it originated um but if you like and i think that this john i think john i think you would like this show a lot it's an anthology series so not every episode is horror but it's so darkly comedic that even the the non-horror episodes veer that way they had a halloween episode recently that was very like ghost watch so if you like ghost watch you would like their halloween episode yeah it's good okay all right, I'm going to have to add this Yeah, list. last time I looked it up, it was like on BritBox, which is a add-on channel for oh. Amazon. I'm not sure if that's still the case, but yes. Yeah, it's still on Amazon. It's also on um, Apple TV and Vudu, but I'm with John. I have not, I've heard of the show, but I have not checked it out. So hopefully I will change that. I also appreciate hearing Elliot on episode 100. Nice to have yeah, you back. Yeah, Elliot. Speaking of episode 100, we've come to a consensus about what we will be doing to celebrate episode number 100, and it will officially be a live video podcast. For those of you confused as to why I'm saying that on a recorded episode (laughs) for episode 100, it's because the decision was made a few days ago. We did not have enough time to get prepared to actually do that, and as this is Actually, Labor Day when we're recording this, timelines just were not syncing up. No. So we will celebrate our 100th episode in a few episodes. (laughs) We love you. (laughs) We we love you. You know, know, it's, and I have time to decorate my closet, I guess, (laughs) for people to see where I record. Yeah. And yeah, so we will get that happening. The next, uh, we're in the crazy time of year for everybody. It's getting into film festival season. I'm getting ready for the 31 days of horror. There's a lot going on. So once we get our schedules lined up and once we get the tech side lined up, then more likely than not, it'll be on a Monday Yeah, that we'll do it. Normally these are released on a Wednesday, but we record on Mondays. So you'll have plenty of time 
Like, so it won't be like, why? And it'll be recorded. You can watch it later. It's yeah. Fine. I don't even know how to react if like people are like posting comments as we're talking or something. Like, I don't know what to deal, how to deal with that. No, Feel like yeah, out of everybody. Zeta, Zeta's the pro. She, she got this. It'll be fine. Yeah, we'll have some, you know, live people watching and they'll be sending stuff like, whoa, we love you guys. Yeah. And we'll be like <laughs> talking Hopefully, and maybe. having fun. Or they'll be like, stop talking, Megan. No, no. They're going <laughs> to just be so in love with all of us. Like, oh, just like, can't All right, enough. turn off the video. We've had enough. <laughs> We've seen their mugs. Put Zena's face front and center. Everybody else no. go behind the mask. Speaking of putting Zena front and center, welcome to the Bloody Disgusting Podcast, everyone, the podcast where we discuss all the disgusting things we love in the horror world. And to help us discuss the disgusting, you know her as lead movie critic for Bloody Disgusting, horror movie fanatic and journalist Megan Navarro. Hey, Megan. Hi. And you know her from her YouTube channel and website Real Queen of Horror and her infinite love for the genre is Zena Dixon. Hey, Zena. Hello. Uh... And I'm John. Happy 100th episode. Yay. Centennial. <laughs> I never thought we'd make it this far. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow, John. <laughs> Damn, Peggy. <laughs> no, that's honest. That's, see, for the 100th episode, it's been a long time since I've been Peggy. I know. Uh, from the, uh, it's more that, like, I podcast all the time. Like, I'm always recording, so I'm just used to doing this. Yeah. I never anticipate other people wanting to continue doing this thing that I do. So it's more like, wow, you guys are, like doing this. This is awesome. But we're more right, sisters, right? Now we're sisters yeah, we for life. Aw. <laughs> if you're listening to this on a Wednesday when the episode drops, we hope your week's been filled with all the best kinds of horror. And if not, we're going to do a quick round the table for the movies, books, games, or anything else in horror that are making the three of us smile right now. Maybe there'll be things that'll make you smile too. So, Zena, what's been filling your heart this week? I checked out Halloween Horror Nights in Orlando this past weekend. So, that was a time. Yeah. So if you guys didn't know, Universal Halloween Horror Nights is an annual Halloween-themed event, um, and they have parks in Orlando, Hollywood, Japan, and Singapore. So obviously, I went to the one in Orlando because it's about two hours away. And then also after, well, not right after, but the next day, I went to the mall. Their malls in Orlando is everything. They have like an indoor (laughs) mall, and then they have this other mall where there's like literally like 150 stores. I was loving it. Is it it like chopping mall sort of mall or? (laughs) No. Sadly, but there's a lot of tourists who cannot drive like me, so I fit right in. So anyway, (laughs) um, yeah, so I checked out Halloween Horror Nights, and I had a really great time. So there are 10 haunted houses, there are five scare zones, and there are two live shows. Although I missed the shows this year, I keep on hearing how great they are, so I'm a little bit jealous. So instead of me going over all 10 of the houses, Mm -hmm. oh, which I did, like, talk about them on the go um, on Friday on Instagram and stuff like that, so... High five to people who tuned in. Um, So, okay, I guess I'll start with the first one. So, my top five. The first one is The Weeknd After I Was Nightmare. So, yeah, the singer, The Weeknd, he has, like, a a haunted house. And I really wasn't too sure what to expect. Guys, by far, that was the best thing I've ever experienced in my life, okay? It felt very psychedelic, very a 24 um, it, it was like a nightmare, but it was a vibe, and I just wanted to stay there forever. Like, I believe forever. it. Forever. Have yeah. you seen? There's like a, I think it's a 30 minute short film that's on Amazon Prime by the weekend. That Ooh. it's like you watch that, you watch his music videos, and yeah, you for, can totally mm. feel that he's a horror fan. I mean, he it's is, heavy I prosthetics. There's usually blood. Like, there's some crazy like <gasps> aging stuff that happens. So I'm not he's gonna amazing. lie, that was like a major thing where I was like, can I somehow crunch numbers and afford to go <laughs> this year because of that house? So that's exciting. It's it's amazing. Like seriously, and I have to like check out that short. It's you said it's on Amazon. Yeah, I was on Amazon. I'll, okay. I'll look it up and I'll I'll send it. Okay, for sure. I'm going to check it out. But yeah, I had a really great time. Like, honestly, I think that he needs to be, if not directed or just just be in a horror movie already. Please and thank you. Then the next one, um, our tour guide, well, shout out to him. His name is Chris, by the way. Um, I'm, I'm going to touch base on him. But we actually checked out the Halloween house last. And yeah. I felt like he kind of, like, saved, like, the best for last type of thing. Ew. So, obviously, if you love, like, the Halloween movies, especially the first one, I feel like you are going to love this. You're going to feel like you're right in Haddonfield. You're going to feel like you're right in Michael's home. Um, I don't want to spoil it, but this, like, from the start, pure terror, okay? There's so many Michaels. There's even, spoiler, a room where you are surrounded by a whole bunch of Michaels 
and you don't know who's gonna like reach out so i, I love that nice. as well then uh the third one i want to go over there's this one called dead man's pier uh winter's wake so this one takes place um in like a new england like fishing village and there are dead fishermen who want revenge okay and they're just popping up out of everywhere it kind of has like the poltergeist and kind of like the fog type of vibes really cool it's like a kind of seems like there's like a you know like ghost story tale going on in there so that's a lot of fun so then the next one i have to talk about uh spirit of the coven um spirits of the coven because i love witches and there are witches in this one who are dressed up as flapper girls and they just want to lure you in yeah and at first that it's like cool. really they don't, cute. <laughs> right they don't seem that bad um but then the deeper you go in they just start to change and mm. you just want to leave and it's very terrifying um and then uh just the fifth one is i hate bugs so i have to mention this one <laughs> bugs eaten alive um this one grossed me out so bad. There are bugs everywhere, not live ones. Thank God. Can you? I would never. But they're not live <laughs> ones. But they're like everywhere, from ants to roaches to big fat spiders staring at you. Uh oh, um, your worst nightmare, horde. literally. Yeah. Then there are people who are in there, and um, there's some stuff on their face with holes. I know how much you know, John. That's like a holes. John thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't, I don't even want to hear you. Tell me that there are people with holes on their face. It's terrible, but I, no I loved it. It was a great experience. Um, and then I'll just give a bonus as well. There's also like Blumhouse has like a ha- has two oh, houses yeah. as well, like horrors of, of Blumhouse horrors, so freaky, I'm sorry, and black folk. <laughs> you went to the wrong attraction, didn't you, Zena? She went to the horrors of Blumhouse, which yeah. is also probably a fun time. I don't know. You it, went to the I Las mean, Vegas one. But yeah, the the black phone um, house is amazing. So if you, even if you haven't seen it, I feel like you would enjoy it. It's very creepy, um, nice. very chilling. There's some scenes that you'll remember if you've seen the movie that's there in the house as well. And then also they had they recreated a freaky home as well. So it kind of takes place all over the town, like from the high school to the party when they when the movie first opens up. It's really cool. I enjoyed that one. And then also just going back to our, um, well, the tour guide, his name is Chris, you know, huge shout out to him. He's a horror fan as well, guys. He's a fan yeah. of Bloody Disgusting. He's awesome. Um, and then also, you know, congrats, congratulations to him and his girlfriend because they're expecting a little baby. Isn't that wonderful? Aww, little baby. Congratulations. Ah. Okay. Yeah. But if you are interested in checking out Halloween Horror Nights, it's open on select nights uh, from now, you know, September 5th. By the time this come out, you know, whatever, until October thirty first. So yeah, you should check it out. I highly recommend it, especially if you enjoy going to, you know, haunted theme type of places. Put, it's a good time. Put me in your pocket for next year. I want to go. I will. <laughs> Just come on. Uh, uh, then I was able to check out the movie Margot. Uh, yeah. Came out twenty twenty two. This one will be hitting VOD on Friday the ninth. So a group of college friends run a smart house for the weekend of partying. Later, they start to realize Margot, the house super advanced AI system, has sinister designs for them. So yeah, clearly you already know it's going to be a terrible time. It's a horror movie. You know, there's a group of young people. They want to party and dance and do whatever. And they're in a secluded, you know, location. And then clearly the house is alive. So um, it surrounds itself. Well, the story, again, surrounds itself around just these friends they're they're pretty much celebrating like their college experience they've known each other since freshman year so they decide to pick out this smart house which seems like a good time and it's like you know voice controlled you can control things with your eyeball you know it's it's pretty cool very welcoming spot and the house is really nice you know um but then yeah the uh the ai system i don't know what's going on with her but or it but (laughs) it kind of reminded me of i don't know if you guys used to watch like disney's um movies from the 90s from the late 90s early 2000s there's this one um movie called smart house from 1999 and it's about this family who win a contest yeah this family wins a contest and it's a smart house it's an ai ai type of house where the house can do everything it can make you dinner it can talk to you it can clean up it knows you it wants to get to know you so it's kind of similar um to Margot, except with Margot, you know, Margot, she's still possessive, like the woman, I forgot her name. I, I want to say Flo because she looks like that Flo lady from the commercials. You know? <laughs> yeah, progressive. Then it's just a, like, 
Yeah, but um, but yeah, it's kind of like that, except you know, obviously it's more gorier and demonic, and the, the house is a murderer, and there's blood and goo. So that's Zeta not really loves Disney. goo. I have never once seen a depiction of a smart house that ended well. You know, like smart houses don't exist in movies. If people are just, it's gonna, this is gonna work. Yeah, technology. Whether it's the future or yeah. not, it's just terrible. But aren't you curious? Like, no, uh, I don't even have an Amazon Echo. I'm not curious at all. <laughs> I'm curious. I feel like, honestly, I would stay at a house like that. I honestly would. I'm a sucker for technology, and that just seemed like a nice, relaxing time. Even though I do watch a lot of horror movies, and I'm thinking, like, oh, hey, there might be something in the basement, like, it, you know, it is in the movie Margot. But you know what? <laughs> I just want to have a nice, relaxing time, but... Um, if you uh, haven't checked it out or if you're interested in checking it out, again, it comes out on Friday and it's a really twisted, fun slasher movie. It's very straightforward and it has like a comedic tone to it. Um, there's some that. stuff where, yeah, I don't know if I should have laughed, but it was funny. So yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what I watched. It's a, it's our episode 100. It's got to be you, Megan. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, I don't know who goes now. We've been we've been messing up the rotation. I know. For a while, so I know. Like, I've been messing with it. Uh, but we're at 100. We got to go back to our original format here. Okay. So I checked out Barbarian, which is in theaters, uh, at least in the states, on Friday the ninth. Um, the basic. I'm gonna go as basic as possible, and I'll explain in just a second. So basically, it is Georgina Campbell. She stars as a woman who arrives at her len- uh, rental home, it's like an Airbnb type situation. Um, she arrives late one night in Detroit to find it double booked. Somebody's already staying there, um, and against her better judgment, she decides that okay, I will share the space with you. But there's more to fear with this situation than an unexpected guest. That's all I'm going to say. Um, plot wise, I am going to keep this as succinct and vague as possible because I do think that you should just go see it um, without knowing very much about it. Um, this is going to be hard pressed. One of, I feel like Anything from September on is going to have to be stellar to knock this off of my year-end best list. Um, I love this movie so much. Um, I kind of feel like this could have been called Nope because the entire movie, I'm like, no, 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 (laughs) nope, no, no, no. Edge of my seat, literally jaw on the floor. I and and literally like this was just kind of a, a peek behind the curtain situation. This was for a screening, um, a press screening, especially because I was doing the junket. And those things, you usually have to fill out comment cards to send back to the studios or whatever. And this was like I had to actually give verbal feedback on top of that. And the two words that came out of my mouth right away was holy shit. Um <laughs> So yeah, I guess go. There's a pull quote for the DVD. <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, I don't know. Um, I do think it's funny that you know this writer director Zach Kreger, who is better known for comedy, um, the whitest kids you know, uh, that sketch mm. comedy show. So it's like I think it's always great when comedians venture into horror because it is very ruthless. Um, yeah. If you are curious. I did do an interview with him where he revealed some very surprising extreme horror movies that aren't really spoilers in any way, um, but he knows his horror, and I think comedy lends well to horror. There's darkly funny moments. There's a whole lot of what-the-fuck moments. Um, yeah, that's that's really it. I, I'm just being vague and reactionary because it's like I do think that this is one that you should just go in blind and let your jaw hit the floor while you're entertained, and I don't know. I, I did tell Zena this before we started recording that I, I definitely predict she will love this. I'm, I'm not so sure you will love this because there's a mean streak to it. Um, oh. I, I love it, but I'm very curious to hear both of your takes. So, yeah. I'm really glad that you brought this up, though, because I hadn't heard of this until like three days ago. And it randomly popped up as like a, like a, a, a targeted ad on YouTube or yeah. something. And all I saw from the trailer is like, it was basically like watching the Paranormal Activity trailer, yeah. where it was, a lot, it was just audience reactions. And I was kind of like, I haven't heard of this. Why are they showing all these audience reaction things? So I was really curious. And then I saw that you had watched it. I was like, oh, ooh. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think so they're that's doing a good, double intrigue. I think they're doing a really good job of trying to preserve the surprises because there's this just keeps upping the ante and like i think that again i'm not going to go into it because i don't even want to touch on i don't even think i could if i tried but i don't want to even remotely come close to revealing any surprises but it's just one of those movies where it's like this came out of nowhere it feels like i feel like this i'm kind of predicting this to be the sleeper hit of the year for horror and it's Ooh. well justified um i think that if you can see it in a crowd of ravenous like people hungry for horror this is definitely going to scratch that itch it is so vicious and so mean and so unexpected um i loved it i predict zeta will love it now it's up to you to, to, to let me know if this will be dark trio approved Ooh, oh that's so much pressure on so me much pressure. It, it's no pressure if it's not it's not it's cool it's still one of my faves and you know like i think it's good at least give me till it's vod 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 yeah yeah <laughs> So, yeah, and then I guess in keeping up with the vicious horror, I watched Terrifier 2. Um, this did premiere at Fright Fest. It is coming to theaters on uh, October 6th. And then eventually, like after that, like later in the fall, it will be on Screenbox exclusively. Um, this is obviously the sequel to Terrifier. It is, uh, the plot is, after being resurrected by a sinister entity, Art the Clown returns to Miles County where he targets a teenage girl and her younger brother on Halloween night. Um, so I watched this. It is about two and a half hours long, which is very long for a slasher. Yeah. But it is so ambitious. Um, I, I kind of, I'm very intrigued to see how this is received when it hits theaters, because like, I feel like Art the Clown and Terrifier has amassed such a devout following and with such mm-hmm. meager beginnings. You know, I think Zena talked about this before where it's like it was a short and then it was part of an anthology and then it was this, you know, independent horror movie. And now it's this epic, very ambitious sequel that is hitting theaters before it goes to Screenbox. Um, and yes, it is bloody disgusting, powered and acquired. That's Screenbox. Um so I'm going to put that up front. But yeah, I I was impressed by how, one, ambitious it is. Um, but it's also like in story. I think that one of the common complaints with the first one is that it's all exploitation horror, heavy emphasis mm-hmm. on the gore, uh, but not much plot. It's like if you were to take a slasher and you're like, I don't give a crap about the plot. Give me the, the gold gore nuggets. Um, that's Terrifier. This one introduces a story and it has a really awesome final girl in Sienna and uh, has a really um, some creepy stuff where if you have a fear of clowns you're gonna have a nightmare on your hands with this movie Um, but yeah if you're a Terrifier fan or even if you're not a Terrifier fan I feel like this could be a pretty good entry point into that because it is like you've got the gore you've got the gnarly as hell kills that you'll never see elsewhere and then you do have like this kind of ambitious plot going on top of that so yeah i, I thought awesome. it was pretty fun i can't wait. i was not expecting you to say that there was a plot yeah there is a plot i watched what you two told me to watch <laughs> and i started with 1968's rosemary's baby which was megan's pick for a second i got really confused and i almost started watching the omen and <gasps> then i was like this that, can't be right. right that would have messed things up what didn't you watch the omen already uh, no, I haven't seen the whole thing of the old man. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've seen like, I've seen one of the sequels, I think. I haven't seen the original. Oh, John. <laughs> uh, but it's available on Prime. A young couple trying for a baby moves into an aging, ornate apartment building on Central Park West, where they find themselves surrounded by peculiar neighbors. All right, Megan, why this one? Besides the fact that I hadn't seen it. Okay, obviously it was because you hadn't seen it, but two, <laughs> I just think it's so well done um, from a technical standpoint, from a story standpoint. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mia Farrow is absolutely tremendous as it's kind of like the originator of the kind of gaslit woman slash pregnancy horror movie that I just felt like this is essential viewing for a horror fan that you needed in your life. Yeah, this movie's fantastic. <laughs> It's so much better than I thought it was going to be. Not in a reductive sort of way, but in the sort of way where it's like when you've grown up and like when your formative horror is 80s, 
90s, 2000s, really horror, and you didn't delve much into 70s and earlier, a lot of it can fall flat. Yeah. But it's such a good movie. I would, I mean, I would actually, much like Jaws, I would just say this is a good movie. Yes. This isn't a good horror movie. This is a yes. good movie. Mm-hmm. And like you said, Mia Farrow is fantastic. I love John Cassavetes. What a in, dick, in pretty that much guy. Any, <laughs> everything I've seen him in. Um, there... The only part that just really made me cringe is, uh, listen, this movie is 50 years old. Yeah. I like to think that I am the only one listening to this podcast who hasn't seen it. <laughs> now, th- saying that, I'm sure there are people listening to this who haven't seen it. So I'm going to try not to do any major spoilers, but I think, I mean, I knew what it was about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like going into it, I knew what it was going to be about, which is amazing too, because I was watching the movie where it's like, there is no indication about what this is about. Yeah. This is literally just two people living their lives, and it's a little bit weird. Yeah. Like, there's some kind of weird stuff going on, but it's not... There's no cutaways, so you know, like, in the second act, they do a reveal of what's going to happen. It's literally... You get to the last five minutes of the movie, and they tell you what happened. Like, what the... the How bold of a move that is. And maybe that also was able to happen before horror really hit mainstream. They could present it as a movie. And maybe they were better off presenting it just as a film that is horror, that is horrifying or horrific or has the the satanic twist. But the one part where she wakes up from a hallucination and she's got the scratches on her and he's like, oh, I didn't want to miss baby night. <laughs> and and he, has, he says a line, something along the lines of like, it was kind of hot in like a necrophilia sort of way. And I was like, wait, mm, no. Yeah, that's bad phrasing. No, ma- saying necrophilia in any way, shape, or form, bad phrasing. Yeah, but it, but being like, yeah, like I could kind of get into that. What? No, mm, mm, no. But it's all the signs that he's he's bad news, red flag. Yeah, and it's also not accurate, depending on what you see later. But just like the sentence itself. It was just like, oh, it's kind of hot, the whole necrophilia thing. <laughs> like, oh! Yeah. No, it's not. He's, he's no, trying it's not. to lighten and distract in that moment. Like, let me yeah. throw out a poor, tasteless joke here to distract from what happened. Well, and on top of it, like, she's got fingernail marks on her. So, so in this context, he was so into the necrophilia thing. He had to scratch up her body, too? Well, yes. Uh, would it blow your mind to know that this was um, William Castle that acquired the book rights? He wanted this to be his segue because, you know, he was the king of gimmicks. Oh. So he wanted this to be his serious movie. But So he bought the rights to the book to adapt it and make yeah. this movie. But then the studios were like, sorry, you can produce it, but we need an up-and-comer director. <sighs> So he he appears. Well, I'm glad he's, he still got to be involved. Yeah, he's a producer, and he um he did cameo in the movies, like in the phone booth. But it's it's also kind of like oh, it's he? it's bittersweet because this movie is a classic, but it, this wasn't the kind of segue into serious bear that he was hoping for. Oh, yeah, it's it's a really 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 good movie that I would have no problem just like tonight. Just turning on again and just watching again. It's just a good movie. Yay. Well done, Megan. Yay. And then I followed it up with 2022's Nope, which I rented on VO Day. VO Day. (laughs) The residents of a lonely gulch in inland California bear witness to an uncanny and chilling discovery. All right, Zena, why this one? Because. (laughs) <laughs> so nope. no no i'm kidding um well because i know that you mentioned that you you haven't checked it out and mm-hmm. um i don't know i i really enjoy this one and it's just the type of movie that just keeps you guessing and there's a lot to unpack from it so i'm just curious about your thoughts on it there's a lot to unpack and listeners if you're interested in us doing a deep dive on nope and releasing that as some sort of like a bonus episode or extra episode for everybody I'm more than happy to talk about this because I feel like you two can also help me process a lot of what I watched Mm -hmm. that maybe I just didn't get at all. I'm going to be a little bit all over the board Mm -hmm. in my description of like my thoughts on this. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a great movie, but 
actually a lot like Rosemary's Baby. It's a great movie. Like the the subject matter itself, which I'm not gonna dive into. It's new enough that you haven't seen it, or there's. I mean, the trailers gave away at least the the main conceit of it, right? Mm-hmm. That it's aliens, yeah, or yeah. some some sort of a flying saucer. Like that was in like the trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, like take that apart. Like it's it's good storytelling. It's good acting. What I've realized about watching so far, really any movie that Jordan Peele has been involved with. They are such beautiful movies. Mm-hmm. I was watching it. I don't know if he's got a specific director of photography or cinematographer, whoever that he uses. The blocking, the visuals, the angles, like what's in frame and how it's shot and how it's yeah. captured and lighting is all so effing good. <laughs> like it's like watching a film class. <laughs> like, and like there's one specific scene that involves a house at night that I love yes. so much Same. about what's happening, but the visuals in the way that you see it. And then like you see it through like a windshield mm-hmm. and it's kind of rainy. So it's like out of focus. And like, I'm trying to almost squint to see what's going on because I want to see more of it. Like, like the way they play with the visuals and the camera and everything. It's so good. And I love seeing Michael Wincott too. So good, yeah. Like he, he needs to be in more stuff. Um, so the lead, Daniel Kaluuya, like I've seen, I think the first thing I saw him in was Sicario, which is my all time favorite movie. He is the master of staring. (laughs) He has a specific look where it's, I was trying to describe or explain this like with my wife, we watched it together. Like he's got this look where like, he's not scared. He's not intimidated, but he's also not trying to be intimidating. Yeah. Like he's just there and like, like unfla- like this unflappable look about him and his character also within this movie it largely seems unflappable where it's like how you do you are handling this so well yeah but it's there's so much to break apart in mm-hmm. this that I don't want to talk about that if you haven't seen it it's just like what the one thing I will say I got a little scared because it's like a two hour 15 minute movie mm-hmm. I don't know why. Maybe it's I'm a grumpy old man. I watch stuff when my kids go to bed, like stuff like this. And I was like, oh, it's going to be a long time. It sucked me in immediately. Mm-hmm. Like from from literally the opening title cards, it's like, yeah. what's happening? Yeah. What's this? What? How is this related to what's going on? And like I, beginning to end, like mm-hmm. just such an easy watch. So like fascinated to see what's going on. And everything else and top to bottom, like it's so good, but it's so, I don't know that I, I think it's horror. Yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I, it, it's, it's definitely, um, there's certain imagery that I would say absolutely. Yes. Mm-hmm. But there's that would absolutely some imagery that spoilers. is just haunting. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. There's one scene in particular that I won't talk about because it also gives away a major conceit of the movie where I'm like, <gasps> just yeah. kill me. It is. Don't let that happen to me. That's so horrible and simple, but terrifying. Yeah. It's hard. And, yeah, I guess just that alone. I kind of forgot about that scene. I'm like, that's horror. And there's and this, just... and there's this, and there's yeah, there's things I would point out, but I cannot because spoilers. Yeah. Yes, and don't. I'm not. Gonna. I just like the, I like the fact again, you know, with me saying how there's so much to unpack for it because the story has so many layers that it, uh-huh. it's awesome. And like you said, I love that you said that you. When I first heard that it was like two hours and some change, I was like, ah. Oh. But it like immediately you're in so the time flies by you're you're completely invested and then something that's so great about it is that this movie has more than one subgenre, and i mean mm. i feel like there's something for everybody i think it's the closest to spielberg like you know i think we often Ooh. kind of attribute things mm. to different directors like hitchcockian and spielbergian but legit like this is really close to capturing that summer blockbuster essence and yeah. like adventure yeah. of a Spielberg movie, even mm-hmm. kind of stylistically, like it's so Jordan Peele, but it's close to that Spielberg level. Mm-hmm. Bonus Absolutely. episode is coming. <laughs> I feel it in the we're air. Gonna, 
whether people want to do the deep dive or not, I think we have to do the deep dive we just for us, even it. if it never gets released. We just need to talk about this. So, yes, I think, I mean, I think we can call this one a Dark Trio approved yes. movie. Yes. I think we all approve across the board. Agreed. Yes, this, it is not the movie I thought it was going to be. And I'm not upset about mm-hmm. that at all. I think that Jordan Peele is kind of just reinventing reinventing might not be the right word even i think he's making the movies he wants to make which is and, and they're and they're working yeah and the that. studio's like you're making money keep doing it. Yeah. And it sounds so simple but that's exactly what i think that he's doing as well just making the movie because he wants to and making the movie that he wants to see type of thing yeah and they're gorgeous uh, like i love them i i can't say that i necessarily like one more than the next I like them all for very, very different reasons. I think they're all different like, enough that it's hard to compare, right? Yeah, it's not just like but we're gonna have watching to George that, Lucas though. movies like, or something. Because I, I would want to know how you guys would rank it, so you need to start thinking about that. <laughs> so when we uh, start when we re- revisiting, yeah. So like, yeah, okay, okay, got And prepare. also, we should have like a we should put out a list of the movies that's like Dark Trio approved. So I know it's there's no oh. The Deep House X. X. Oh, day. We need to keep track and then, yeah, just keep a running. We need, we need one of those, like, cute graphics that we can slap on a movie yeah. title. Oh, like, yeah, like uh, Rotten Tomatoes cer- or yeah, certified or whatever. Approved. All right, before we move on, what did we watch and how did we watch it? So this one's not a movie, but I checked out Universal's Halloween Horror Nights. Um, and then movie-wise, I checked out Margot. It'll be hitting VOD on Friday the 9th. I checked out Barbarian. Go see it. Go see it. It hits uh, theaters on Friday the 9th. And then Terrifier, which hits theaters on October 6th, followed by a Screambox uh, streaming release later in the month or the fall sometime. Yeah. And I watched Rosemary's Baby on Prime and I rented Nope on VOD. All right. Do you two have recommendations for next week? Yes, I do. Alrighty then, I'm going to recommend for you to check out Alone With You. Have you Alone seen it? Alone With You. On Shudder? No, I haven't seen it. Okay, it is on Shudder. Perfect. Have fun. And Megan? Okay, <laughs> this one I'm going to be bold and pick because I won't be here. Ha 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 ha. Spoilers. It's, yeah, it's one that I really, really love and you might have a hard time with, but um, I'm very <sighs> curious. It's The Innocence on Shudder. <gasps> Uh-oh, Xena reacted too. I guess I'm just going to be watching Shudder I really, really love it, but I, I know you to to know some of your your know. vulnerable <laughs> spots, to yeah. know you might have some issues. I think it's really elegantly done. You'll be all right. I you will watch them me. during the day. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be all right. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, enough about what we've been watching this week. It's time for Megan to bring us up to speed on the news and trending topics in the world of horror. So what's going on, Megan? Speaking of movies that you need to catch up on, (laughs) which I didn't know. I don't know why I thought that you had seen The Omen, but not Rosemary's Baby. Along with a dark trio approved, we need the... Movies John hasn't Movies seen yet. John needs his John, his John blind spots that we need to fill. I need to keep track oh, of these God. better. So many. <laughs> so many. Uh, 20th Century Studios has called upon the Antichrist once again with the first Omen, a brand new official prequel to their Omen franchise. So there's more incentive for you. Uh, Nell Tiger Free, I don't know if either of you have watched uh, M. Night Shyamalan's um, Servant. He's the executive mm-hmm. producer, not necessarily the show on that but servant it's on apple tv really really good um anyways nell tiger free is a main care like uh 
star in that show, and she's been set to star in the upcoming Omen prequel. Uh, Legion, Channel Zero, Butcher's Block, and brand new Cherry Flavor director Arkasha Stevenson will be making her feature directorial debut with the first Omen. She will also handle the rewrite of the film alongside writing partner Tim Smith. Smith is set to executive produce with Phantom 4 Producing. The original 1976 classic starred Gregory Peck, Lee Remick, and Harvey Stevens, and it followed an American ambassador who believes his five-year-old is the Antichrist. Uh, that <laughs> film spawned three sequels, including uh, 1978's Damien the Omen 2, 1981's The Final Conflict, and 2006 reboot um, of the same name. And there was a Damien TV series, too. I am very curious because... I guess, spoiler alert, on a really 50-plus-year-old movie at this point, like, they mention the Antichrist's origin in The Omen, and it is very bizarre. Like, Satan had a a baby with a jackal. Is that where this is going? I don't know. That's, like, a throwaway line that has always deeply intrigued me. So, I don't know. I'm very curious. But uh, we do know that John needs to watch The Omen. Yes, what does. parent hasn't him. thought their five-year-old was the Antichrist? Well, do they, that's not new. Do they have a tattoo on their back of the head of six six six? That's how you know. Are they not supposed to? Oh well, <laughs> we have some things to discuss. <laughs> I got to talk to my wife. Yeah, you got you got a, you got a lot of discussions on your hand. Is that why dogs keep prowling around our yards? That they were dogs. Are they jackals? Why? Jackals. It's all for you, Damien. Yeah, <laughs> they're jackals. <laughs> Um, And then, you know, because Stephen King adaptations keep on keeping on, uh, an adaptation (laughs) of one of the stories featured in Stephen King's recent four novella collection, If It Bleeds, which released in 2020, um, the feature film Mr. Harrigan's Phone has received official premiere date from Netflix. It's going to debut on the streaming service on October 5th, 2022, so literally just weeks from now. And uh, in advance of that debut, Netflix shared a first look image gallery if you want to check it out on obviously bloody disgusting. Uh, Stephen King recently tweeted, I have seen a close to finished cut of Mr. Harrigan's phone written and directed by John Lee Hancock, and it's nothing short of brilliant. The upcoming movie comes from American Horror Story creator Ryan Murphy and Blumhouse with John Lee Hancock writing and directing. Uh, As far as the plot, it's when Craig, a young boy living in a small town, that boy will be played by Jane Martell from It and It Chapter 2, he befriends Mr. Harrigan, played by Donald Sutherland. Uh, Mr. Harrigan's an older, reclusive billionaire. The two begin to form an unlikely bond over their love of books and reading, but when Mr. Harrigan sadly passes away, Craig discovers that not everything is dead and gone and strangely finds himself able to communicate with his friend from the grave through his iPhone in this supernatural coming-of-age story that shows that certain connections are never lost. Mm. How sweet. Um, Yeah, I I have a hunch that this will be part of their yet-to-be-announced Halloween lineup. I'm not familiar with the source material, though. I don't know if either of you are. I think so. Uh, um, no, not at all. No. It seems like, um, well, never mind. I'll keep that to myself. I think so. Don't, <laughs> don't keep sharing is caring, Xena. Well, it's, I was just going to say, like, with Blumhouse, every single year for the last three, four years, mm-hmm. like, around, like, Halloween, they'll have, like, a release, like, a, a release. They'll have, like, some movie releases, um, yeah. like, around the month of October, like, spread out. So I think you're right. Yeah. I'm, I'll be curious. I'll check it out. I like Donald Sutherland, so, you know, I like Stephen King stories. It sounds like it'll be more sweeter than, like, horror, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, speaking of horror, though, like, we always speak about horror, but still. Um, horror. <laughs> what could happen when IP enters the public domain? Uh, on January 1st of this year, Winnie the Pooh and the other characters from the Hundred Acre Wood entered the public domain. And now we have an upcoming indie horror movie, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, set to be a dark retelling of the classic Winnie the Pooh story. That's what happens. This is potentially what could happen when your your stuff enters public domain. You could have some very unexpected movies that come from it. Um, in this version of the classic story, Christopher Robin is headed off to college and he has abandoned his old friends, which then leads <laughs> to the duo embracing their inner monsters. It'll reimagining the beloved characters as murderous slasher maniacs. Uh, Reese Frake Waterfield directed the upcoming horror movie, and he said, Christopher Robin is pulled away from them, and he's not given them food. It's made Pooh and Piglet's life quite difficult. 
Because they've had to fend for themselves so much, they've essentially become feral. So they've gone back to their animal roots. They're no longer tame. They're like a vicious bear and pig who want to go around and try and find prey. Waterfield also noticed uh, or noted that uh, while Tigger and Eeyore won't appear in the movie due to copyright issues, the story in his mind is that Pooh and Piglet got so hungry they ate Eeyore somewhere along the way. Yeah, that's that kind of movie. And if you'd like to see the trailer, that's also available online to you. I I just, John, you have to comment yeah. because you cannot see his face, but John's he looks face. completely perplexed right now. See, this is why, see, we need news like this when we do the video, yeah. like live video version so people can see my reactions <laughs> to things like this. So you can see this. I saw the trailer and I was like, all right. That's a movie. Here we go. This is a movie. <laughs> what I was thinking as you were saying this is I'm mildly concerned that this box office take is going to be bigger than Barbarians because of how bananas it is because it's showing up everywhere. I've seen so many different sites commenting on the existence of this movie, but I also think there's a really strong chance this will just be snakes on a plane too where, it's like, where everyone's talking about it and, and nobody, nobody actually goes it. to see it. Yeah, yeah. I suspect that's probably, I, I would be surprised if they, you know, everybody flocked to wherever this debuts on uh, VOD. I imagine it's a VOD release, but yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, It's a fine. curiosity, I, yeah. Yeah, and it is. And it's like, sure, go for it. Why not? Like, I, <laughs> again, I'm not offended by any movies being made outside of like, well, there's a couple of movies I'm slightly offended were made for different reasons. But stuff like this, like, all right, sure, why not? Is it, I mean, fan fiction that exists on Tumblr is 10 times worse than anything you're ever going to see in a horror movie or in the theaters. Sure, why not? And it might be a good time. I think the trailer might indicate, well, the, I, think, I think you're going to know what you're in for just by watching the trailer. Yeah. I can't imagine you're going to suddenly be blown out of your seats one way or the other or, or let down <laughs> you know i'm really excited about this because <laughs> <laughs> i'm not gonna see barbarians but <laughs> i feel like it sounds like it's going to be just ridiculous fun you know and so i feel like sometimes we need that you know um sure i know a lot of people's like my childhood i mean you you'll still oh. have your childhood relax you know um it just seems like it's going to be a good time. And in my opinion, I think that they should do more of it. I think that the next one should be maybe not a cartoon, but why don't we, you know, kind of do what Bring It On did. And how about we have like a yeah. horror version of She's All That. I'd watch that. Let her go all I carry think it kind on everybody. Of is a horror movie, right? Yeah. I mean, What's like, plot-wise, it kind of is a horror movie. It is. So you could. But, I mean, she needs to get revenge. Yeah. Like, yeah. there should be a body count. Blood and yeah. gore. Eyeballs popping out. She's ripping it out. She's right. painting pictures with other people's blood. Dun, dun, dun. There you go. Yeah. All right, listeners, your turn. Mad at us that we aren't on video right now. Confused how John thinks he's qualified to discuss horror when it seems like the only horror movies he's seen are Jaws and Hell House LLC. Hint, I, I don't. <laughs> You can call or text us at 224-475-1040. The number is also in the show notes, or feel free to email us at beatassistingpodcast at gmail.com. Finally, Xena is going to make all our lives easier in the sea of horror movie options and clue us in what's appearing soon that we should be watching. So, Xena, what should we be watching? We have another packed week. So, first, let me just say, Bloody Disgusting TV is available. Check it out. Or Screenbox. Check it out. So, the first one we have coming out on Wednesday the 7th, we have the series 101 Scariest Horror Movie Moments of All Time. It'll be hitting Shutter Again, it'll be premiering on Wednesday, and there's going to be... Um, well, okay, I'll get to that afterwards. But anyway, um, almost fell off track. So this is exactly what it sounds like. Um, there's going to be basically a celebration of horror history's most frightening moments. And there's new episodes to follow every single week until they, um, they're leading up to the number one pick. So that's exciting. Then we have Thursday, the 8th, Saloon. That one will also be on Shudder. Shot down after fleeing a coop and extracting a drug lord, a group of mercenaries must lie low at a remote holiday camp, stash their stolen hull, and repair their plane to escape Senegal. 
That one sounds interesting. Then we have Friday the 9th. We have a lot of stuff coming out. First, Barbarian, hitting theaters. Megan approved. Megan said, check it out. So check it out. Then we also have The Rise of the Synth. This one will be available on Streambox. It's a documentary where basically you'll be traveling in time, um, where they'll traveling in time, like in different universes, creating like the sounds and the synth wave music. Again, that one will be on Screenbox. And then we also have House of Darkness. This one will be in limited theaters, driving home to her secluded estate after meeting at a local bar, a player out to score thinks his beautiful, mysterious date will be another casual hookup. While getting acquainted, their flirtation their flirtation turns playful, sexy, and sinister. Doom, Wait, doom, who, doom. who's in this one? Uh, Justin Long. He's got a double feature then. Isn't he in Barbarian? Yeah. Double feature? Okay, the Justin, we see you. Yeah. I haven't seen him in a horror movie since Tusk. And now two. Two on yeah. Friday. Yeah. So yeah, hoping to get lucky, his luck may just have run out. Then Margo, this one will be available on VO Day. And I really like this one. It's Xena approved. Yeah. <laughs> then we have on Monday the 12th, we have Extraordinary Tales. This one will be available on Shutter. So this one isn't new, but this one is really awesome. It's an animated anthology of five tales adapted from Edgar Allan Poe's stories. So you should check it out. And yeah, guys, live your best lives. <laughs> And that's the Bloody Disgusting podcast for this week, everyone. If you'd like to read more from Megan, you can check out her reviews at bloodydisgusting.com and on Twitter at HauntedMeg. Xena can be found on her own website, realqueenofhorror.com, and the YouTube channel of the same name, or at LovelyZena on Twitter. And you can hear me on my weekly horror narration podcast, Creepy. Don't forget to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app, and feel free to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at BeDisgustingPod, or drop us an email at BeDisgustingPodcast at gmail.com. So for this week, I'm John. I'm Megan. I'm Xena. Grab some popcorn, cozy up on the couch, and watch something you love. Just make sure it's something bloody. Bloody disgusting.